commentary, technology, preparedness, and pop culture. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home of the Goo Goo Cluster. I'm Jess, the straight Christian conservative one. And I'm Chris, a gay Buddhist libertarian. We will explore today's issues with opposing viewpoints. And feature guests with incredible or unique stories. We may see things differently. But in the end, this is Still, still Love, love you, you, Bro. Chloe danced out of her headphones. Yeah, I, I did. That. They fell off. <laughs> and, uh, listeners, be glad this is not a video show. Listen, it's a bop, man. The <laughs> intro. Bob. Oh man. Yeah, wow. I guess so. Well, oh, welcome boy. back. We got a lot to talk about. Lots have happened. Lots of things happened. We do. This is going to be a busy uh this episode and next week's episode are going to be insane. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I'm really interested. Jess sent me a picture and said we're going to talk about this. Are we going to segue straight in? Okay. All right, we're jump, we're going to jump right in. And is, I am so confused. Are, have you zoomed in and like looked at the different things? I, and, yeah. Okay. I just zoomed right on the, the bad word in the middle. Yeah, well. <laughs> so um, this is, in and listeners, if you would like to look this up yourself, um, you can go to reddit.com uh, slash uh, place, P-L-A-C-E. This is r slash uh, place, and this is the results from r slash place. Now, Chris, I'll kind of give you a synopsis of what this was. How, wait a minute. Um, I see about... 9,432 pictures, so I hope it's not a long synopsis. Oh, it's not. It, it, so, essentially, um, what this r slash place was, and this popped up, um, and I noticed it on, on uh, Reddit not too long ago. It was actually like uh, th- four days ago. I think it lasted for four days. Started on April 1st. Very, very nice, right? So, this thing happened five and a half years ago. It was a thing on Reddit. I don't know if it was an experiment or what. But they created a a um, a piece of uh, web code, and you could, as a user, a signed in user on Reddit, place one pixel of certain colors, and you could only do it every five minutes. So, every pixel that you see placed was placed by a massive amount of people who could all only post one pixel pixel on this Wait, thing in five not minutes. not image, but individual pixel? Individual pixel, yeah. So people drew this pixel by Pretty pixel? much, yeah. Like thousands of people uh, spent four days drawing every oh. little piece of image on this thing. So, wow. Um, yeah, so it's, it is amazingly interesting. Um, and I, I placed several pixels on there, mostly in defense of the American flag. I know that's kind of cliche for me. But um, what was interesting is there's lots of time lapses of this and it is really cool to see how things developed and what kind of popped up and then what waned away. You know, you if you look all the way down to the bottom left, you can see you've got the windows XP uh, taskbar all across the bottom with different tabs. You know, you can, if you go, uh, you know, obviously you got uh, national flags everywhere. There's like Germany lines everywhere. <laughs> uh, some flags have like representations of, of uh, what the, of what their country has in it in there, and you've got memes obviously everywhere, and video games, and all the way in the uh, on the right, and I think it's about oh, where is it? Somewhere all the way on the right is oh yeah, it's like the right uh, halfway up. Uh, you have like the little GNU Linux tux <laughs> and all the little Linux logos. So it, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of uh, inappropriate stuff on there, obviously, but and a lot of funny stuff too. And then we have the American flag all the way in the bottom uh, right corner. Sorry, I was saying the wrong side. Uh, the taskbar is in the bottom left. Uh, Linux is in the bottom left or top left. 
And then the American flag is on the bottom left there, and they've, you've got the Statue of Liberty, Space Shuttle, um, the Sears, or the uh, the One Twin Tower, or the One Tower. This is very artsy. It's really cool. It's I impressive. know. And anyway, that this was really fun to watch. Originally, the American flag was um, was under the Turkish flag, and there was a constant battle because for in for some reason, who who knows what reason, <laughs> but. Um, the users of Reddit, lots of them were hell-bent on destroying the American flag. So it was just basically a bunch of people that really wanted the American flag on there and a bunch of people who hated it. The people who hated it were placing black uh, squares and all kinds of other stuff, trying to you know crowd it out, and then the other people came back and replaced it. Uh, I think it went away and grew back at least 10 or 12 times. And then eventually, um, oh, here's the other factor. So it started out really small. It started out with like the top left uh, uh, cross-section, and then it doubled in size, and then it doubled in size again, and then this is the the max size that you have. So there was more space added every couple of days, essentially. That's insane. This was a lot of time and effort. Yeah, and, and who knows when it's going to happen again because it took them five and a half years to do it again. Wait so a this is You this, said this was over five and a half years? No, this picture is over over like four days. Okay. The last time they did this was five and a half years ago. Okay, I was going to say it has references to Ukraine. So. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so yeah, it's it, uh, who knows when the next one will happen. But yeah, there you go. This was r slash place twenty twenty two. Really interesting. I thought it was really cool and something to talk about. So if you guys look it up on the internet, you'll be able to find it. And you know, you really can just look through it and see a bunch of interesting things. And if you're you know my age or younger, you'll probably like to see all the memes on there and. And, you know, I'm sure Grant's found some pretty funny stuff. I'm sitting here watching the time lapse, and it's yeah. actually really cool watching it grow. Yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? And and so, like, if you there's Among Us little people everywhere. Yeah, they're <laughs> in everywhere. Places. And, yeah, it's great. So, um, anyway, awesome. that that was one thing I, I wanted to talk about today. We got another thing, but I figure we'll swap over to you for now. And Yeah, you know, you know mine's going to be quick and easy because it's fascinating to me. Um, Elon Musk bought... Yeah, I saw that. Not Not all of Twitter, but he bought 9.1% of Twitter. Non-voting shares, but But yeah. What's interesting is that he made an announcement that he was going to do his own social media network. So the stock price of Twitter plummeted. And then all of a sudden he turns around and buys $30 billion. Well, I actually, I follow that. And there was original, his tweet was saying stuff like, you know, you know, Twitter is the de facto... um, you know, soapbox for the United States. It's it's the town square. But then he and said it was full of censorship. Yeah, that's what he's, uh, he was talking about, how it is full of censorship. And, you know, you can, you know, they talked about how uh, somebody commented about um, the, uh, uh, the, the kid that got lambasted. That was, you remember that whole situation where I, I can't remember what school he was from. Uh, but there was a kid protesting with a school group in in Washington, and there was a Native American yes, dude. Yes, banging a drum in front right, of him. Right, banging a drum in front of him. He's just standing there. And then so this kid got lambasted and drugged through the media, and it turned out to be all false. Uh, and and uh, and Twitter allowed all that stuff. And, and then, of course, if you say anything negative towards the left on Twitter, you can get censored or banned. So, and those are well-known things, and I've just come to accept it. I just don't participate. But... Uh, Elon Musk was commenting on that because he's a very powerful figure. It would mean something if he got you know banned from Twitter. So somebody actually commented. Um, apparently, another you know well-known person said, "Buy Twitter." That was just two words. And he apparently took his advice and purchased 
nine something percent of Twitter, and this is no small feat. That's like that's like four billion dollars worth of stock. No, thirty a, billion. Th- oh, okay. Well, thirty billion dollars out of, of his, stock. out of his, he's like two hundred and seventy billion. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was chump change to him, but yeah. And and you know, I've heard p- other people say like, well, Donald Trump should buy part of. Donald Trump is nowhere near as rich as Elon Musk. No, he is the Elon Musk is the richest man in the world, and he can only afford to buy a small piece of Twitter. I mean, that's how big the company is. No, he could have. So, what's the valuation? Ten percent is thirty billion. So that would be they're valuating it at three hundred billion dollar company. He could almost buy Twitter. He's a two hundred seventy yeah, billion dollars. Broke. But yeah, he'd be. Then like, all he would do is Twitter well, no, stock. he could sell ads on Twitter. But uh, <laughs> uh, what's neat about it though is how like all of a sudden now the stock price has gone back up. Too so if all for the the other shareholders are um, um, profiting on it. But what I really find I like Elon Musk. He's just kind of he goes against the grain and he just you know does whatever. Mm-hmm. He's obviously intelligent. I don't know if he really truly understands rockets or he's smart enough to hire people that understand rocketry. <laughs> yeah, but that it's, in itself is intelligence. You, you find people that that have the the capability of executing that. But to be able to just say eh, I'm buying you know ten percent of Twitter today at thirty billion dollars. And his first tweet was like hi. <laughs> uh, after he bought it or something. I don't know how cool. Like, I've never been a yeah. billionaire, but I think if I was a billionaire, I'd, I'd probably be like him, just do what I want to do. Let's you know, I just... part of this random application. It's fine. Yeah. I just love Elon Musk because he puts his money where his mouth is, quite literally. It's like someone challenged him on that, and he's like, okay, fine, boom, I bought it. It was feeding. I think if they said uh, Elon Musk could, you know, put money down to, like, feeding the hungry, he said, you show me a viable plan, exactly. I'll do it, yep. and, and nobody could. Yeah, It it it's kind of a cliche thing that people always say, you know, well, these billionaires, they could feed everybody. And, you know, that's like, uh, you better tell me how. And if, yeah. if you do, I'll, I'll do it. I'll put money towards it. And that's the problem is there's not an easy way out of that situation. So uh, save, you know, putting a thousand dollars in everybody's bank account. You're right. Exactly. You show me a plan. And a lot of things could be executed if you could just show me a plan. But anyway, enough about Elon. What do you have? Uh, the thing I have is not nearly as um, uh, happy. Uh, I don't oh, know if no. you've heard about um, the fate of the people in uh, Buka, Ukraine. Um, I have a friend who I grew up with that uh, moved to the Ukraine a long time ago, and I just found out he was living in the Ukraine, so I sent him a message on the Facebooks, and um, I asked him, you know, are you safe, and is there anything? He was kind of telling me some stories um, that, from what they're saying is that Russia's committing war crimes on their way out of these occupied cities. Yep, uh, and that's what I was going to talk about is um, essentially, uh, since they've left the city, obviously the Ukrainian military or the or the um, the militants, uh, whether or not they're actually you know military or if they're just citizens trying to take the country back, uh, they have come back into the city, and they have found um, that one of the things they found was a mass grave in the forest where over 500 people are buried. And it's still civilians. Like arms and like body parts hanging out, like yeah. not even done properly. Yeah, and, and they found civilians that had their hands tied and they were dead in the street, you know, women and children. Yeah. Uh, they've found, you know, children's bodies around Russian armor because they were using the children as human shields, essentially. I mean, this is brutality that... Honestly, I did not expect. I did not expect um, this to go as horribly as it's going. And oh, this escalated quickly. You literally have, uh, yeah. And here's, you know, I've got pictures that I'm looking through. Two hundred and eighty people in a mass grave, and there's arms and hands and you know, clothed boots and stuff hanging out. 
And you got pictures of um, of people piled up on on a street corner. You know, looks like there's some kids in there that have all just been executed. Uh, I've heard the mayor of Buka's family um, would not cooperate. I guess, and I don't know if locating him or or helping him cooperate, like coerce him to give the information. So they were all executed. And I mean, this is this is beyond war crimes at this point. This is genocidal behavior. Yeah. Um, Russia is not concerned about civilians. They're not the Russian military. That is, they're not concerned about civilians. They're not concerned about the lives of these people. If this was a land grab and they were actually trying to, you know, conquer the territory, which maybe they were originally, um, you know, the, it, you would not see something like this. You can't tell me that all these people, these these kids, these old people, were militants against the Russian occupation. Like, yeah, you're going to have some people that during an occupation or, or civilians that get shot because they tried to arms. kill yeah. yeah Russians and and yeah however noble the cause is that's what the risk is but when you've got civilians buried in mass graves and you've got civilians very obviously bound and executed they're not a threat if if you've got their hands bound they're not a threat you're doing this as an intimidation or as punishment i mean for all we know vladimir putin or whoever's leading this military action could just be spiteful at this point, and he's trying to kill as many Ukrainians as he can because they won't just bend over and give him what he wants. And, you know, it's... I don't know what to do at this point. I've been very anti-U.S. involvement, but the tides are changing now. And it's really becoming not if we're going to get involved, but when. Because the more of these atrocities they can uncover, because this is not the worst town, from what I've heard. There are towns that have been... The Russians have this weapon system called a Buratino, and it is a multiple launch rocket system that uses thermobaric rockets, right? And that, that thermobaric weapons are weapons that explode a mix of, um, of self-combusting fuel into the atmosphere, which then explodes itself. They're also known as vacuum bombs because it sucks all the air uh, out of the atmosphere that it's in in order to fuel that explosion, uh, they're extremely, extremely effective at destroying hideouts, bunkers, buildings, and unfortunately, they're also extremely gruesome, and they're using them on civilians. They're firing them blankly. I mean, this is a mul- big multiple launch rocket system that is not meant for accurate fire. It's meant for saturating an area. They're firing these things onto these cities. They're they're mortaring uh, the crap out of these cities and with heavy artillery pieces without any concern for for human life for non-militant life and it's it's be, it's on another level Chris uh, this is this is something the sort of massacres we've not seen since you know uh, what was it there was like a bush war or something where it was like a huge genocide in an african country there's all kinds of things like that. they're not very popular in mainstream but these are mainstream nations this is a this is a a nato nation um, or I guess it's not a NATO nation. It's it's a U- part of the United Nations, right? It's a big country that's participating in these things. Russia is a, a respected sovereign power in this world, and they are bullying and murdering civilians in this war. Yeah, I, I, I'm at a loss for words about what's going on. I mean, what do you do at this point now? Do we declare war on Russia? And they've declared war on us already through a cyber war, which we'll talk about in a minute, but... Mm. You know, what do we do? I mean, do we just go in and bomb the hell out of Russia? Well, you know, the sad, the scary thing is, is although 
and I don't know if we talked about this before, but the performance of the Russian military has far underscored what we thought they were capable of. Yeah. I mean, it is, they're using, um, you know, 1980s technology. Uh, and I know, I know this is just a, this was a side war for them. They weren't, I don't think they're committing all their top technology to this war. But now at this point, why would you not? I mean, if you're losing this bad, yeah, they, although they're gaining territory, they're losing hundreds of thousands of troops, I think, have been killed. And this is more than any loss that Russia ever see, saw in modern warfare, you know, since World War II, maybe. And It is more than World War II. I actually remember reading an article saying that this is more soldiers lost during this war than since, in World War II. Probably since World War II. I don't know if it's more, because I know there are millions of Russians were killed in World War II, but... Um, yeah, de- definitely since. And the, the like, like I just said, they're using antiquated tanks. They're using, uh, you know, I've I've seen pictures of Russian soldiers carrying Car 98s. Those are those are Russian rifles. Is it Car 98s that are? Is Car. that the German one? Okay, yeah. I don't know if it's the German one or the Russian one. But anyway, they're 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 Russian rifles that were World War II standard issue. And they don't even have enough guns to go around and and they're using tanks you know we've seen on tv you know the russian t90 series of tanks that are super advanced and they have these you know ordnance intercepting um uh systems on them that will shoot down anti-tank missiles they're getting destroyed by anti-tank missiles they're running away when they see multiple javelin anti-tank missiles flying towards them as far as a tractors yeah as far yeah (laughs) as far as a ground war with russia they put so much of their military technology budget into developing air defense systems and anti-aircraft and uh, anti-tank weapons. We almost have to, you know, kind of touch on that. The amount of Ukrainian farmers have been stealing tractors. Yeah, seriously. It is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But the, uh, you know, they're fighting, they've been preparing to fight the U.S. ever since the Cold War started. And so you've got really advanced anti-tank weapons like the Cornet, which is a it's a mounted man launched anti-tank weapon probably one of the most advanced in the world aside from the javelin you've got you know extremely advanced sam system surface to air missiles extremely advanced um uh anti-ship weapons on their on their on their battleships and on their carriers and stuff like that but they're not fighting the united states they're not fighting tanks they're not fighting or a, a lot of tanks that is they're not fighting aircraft they're not fighting uh, ships, none of these things that they focused on are in this war. And that's why I think they're doing so poorly is because everything else that they focused their military technology development on was fighting the U.S. We use planes, very powerful planes, very powerful ships, and we have very powerful land vehicles. And our, our military force infantry-wise is also very effective. But if you take out the air and you take out any other support that the military uses, we're useless. These guys are straight-up you know, guerrilla combatants. And Russia is doing terrible against them. What's interesting too is the amount of losses that they've sustained in equipment and personnel. I think it may extend the ability for Russian to attempt a, an invasion of the U.S. However, what I think is that Russia is holding on to you know nukes and the last resort when they have no more tanks and no more troops is let's drop a nuke. That is scary because Russia is getting to that point in my in my mind. Desperate. Where they, exactly. They're like North Korea or um, or other, you know, nuclear powers that are 
also slightly insane at this point, where it's like they have him, and because they've realized nothing else is working, he may just go over the edge and say, you know what, screw it. What are they going to do? They're going to have to do. They're going to have to nuke us back, or they might try to get ahead of us and try to get us first. But you know, at this point, it's really scary to think about that. But also, if this is how their technology is performing, you really think they've developed modern nuclear weapons? Yeah, I think so. You think so? I, I think yes. I think a lot of their R and D and capital, as far as military capital, has been put into to nuclear weapons. It's it's quick. It's dirty. It's effective. So what do we do? Do we try to destroy them first? I mean, it almost feels like it's it's an inevitability. It's I don't a know race. If it's, I don't know if we're going to be the first one struck. I don't know how our nuclear arsenal is. Well, see, here's the other thing. I was going to talk about this, but we have already been struck because Russia has launched a, a cyber attack on the United States. And this has been, um, this was discovered actually before the Ukrainian war. I, I, I don't think that the, I think the, the war in Ukraine has um, caused it to um, become more, visible but you know prior about a year prior um, there are several large utilities districts uh, power grids in the United States who found um, Russian penetrations into their networks snooping around mm. um, since the Ukraine war um, most people have seen you know a 10 percent to 50 percent increase in uh, cyber attacks from Russia mm. so you know I don't think it's false flag where they're you know blowing up villages in the Ukraine and we're looking at that and they're trying to get into our electronic doors. Uh, I think that a lot of their military dollars have also been spent on the, you know, nation state actors. They, I am sure they have payrolled, you know, tons of people, teenagers, probably we've seen in the news, uh, you know, I think it was two teenagers arrested that had a very successful um, um, malware campaign and they were just kids. They just had time. Um, and I and think a lot of their funding has been put into this, the nation state, you know, bad actors to infiltrate the United States electronic system. And I almost I, I almost don't think it's that they're funding them. It's just that they're looking the other way. It's, you know, ransomware and malware is so profitable that the government doesn't have to fund them. All they have to do is say, as long as you don't hack Russia, then you're fine. Everybody else go for it. It's not our problem. Oh, no, you know? there's a lot of um, yeah. And they don't a lot extradite of, Russians either, so there's you know you can't do anything about it. There's a lot probably unfunded, but there is I have no doubt in my mind, and and I I think the FBI is probably aware of of you know ties to the Kremlin mm. of actual paid nation state actors. I mean, there every country has them. We have yeah. a cyber warfare division, but um, and I've you know full well believe that they have been directed by Russia to you know penetrate any system you can in the United States. Well, you know, I this is slightly bridging to a U.S. political topic, but I just, I see our president, and it I get so upset and mad at the ineptitude of our president. And I, I don't have to explain why. I think that statistically, most of you agree with me because of his horrible approval rating. And it is so terrifying to me that this could be the president leading us into World War III. I mean, are you kidding me? What else are we going to do? I mean, the the biggest hope that I have is that when Republicans win big in the primaries coming up, which they will, uh, just based upon the approval numbers of Joe Biden, the approval numbers of the vice president, of Congress, they will win a lot of seats. If they win a majority, which is I think is slightly possible, 
that they win a majority. I don't know if it's going to be a veto-proof majority, but it will definitely be a majority. I hope that they impeach him. I hope that they impeach Kamala. And then we have whoever is the Speaker of the House of Representatives become the President of the United States, which will be a Republican appointee. That is my my pipe dream of a way out of this crazy situation, is that we can get a president two years early that will know what the hell to do in the Ukraine. Well, something related towards that, and it's segueing towards something else, is here in Tennessee, there's been a bill that I honestly want both of y'all's opinions on Mm. that's been rolling through both the House and the Senate since the first of the year. It came out January 13th of 2022. It's House Bill 1735, and Tennessee is looking at changing the carry age from 21 to 18. The concealed carry age? Yep. Or the any carry, like no permitted carry? No. Unpermanent carry at the age of 18. So you, can, you can't buy cigarettes and you can't buy, buy vape equipment and you can't buy alcohol at 18. But you can have a gun. Yep. Ouch. So Hell yeah. Indiana, as of July 1st, 2022, is passing this and it's already been put out that it will be happening in Indiana, but that's seven states <sighs> that's, that allow. Mm, what's the, the difference between, okay, so mentally, what's the difference between an 18-year-old and a 21-year-old as far as carrying a pistol? Probably a lot. I know, I, well, there is, your your mind I don't think fully develops until you're, what, 24? 27. 27. So I don't know. I, I, do you, I'll be honest with you, I'm really torn on this one because, yeah, you know, the you know the yeehaw American in me is like yeah let's let's let everybody carry guns around <laughs> yeah, yeah, but gun. but also I, I've been known to part ways from from my side a little bit on this issue because I didn't necessarily agree with the unlicensed concealed carry thing going on. I think you know? I can absolutely agree with you. I can name off a very long list 18, 18 20 year olds that I wouldn't trust with a gun. And but then I'm, you got the I'm, problem of them accidentally carrying it to school or something like that. That's what I was like going to say. You know, was, that well, was the first thing I thought of is you're going to have some 18-year-old being like, well, you know, I'm allowed to carry it, but you're not in the school. Well, no, I'm, because you don't have to go through a training class now to carry a gun, exactly. so they're not going to know where you can and can't carry. Well, I'm split on it. Like, my opinion, I'm okay with it personally. I'm sure because you're about because, to get 18 and be able well, to carry I'm a gun. I'm already 18, okay, and I'm go. okay with that. I feel like there should be a permit process. I was against when they originally came out with permitless carry. Yeah. I think that's a terrible idea. Granted, the permit carry class wasn't up to snuff, in my opinion. You well, I, w- I got it before they went the online way, and that and I was kind of nervous about the online way. And now we're just and now we're constitutional carry, and you know, I, I don't know. The question really becomes. You know why are we why are we tearing it? Why is it now you can carry a gun at eighteen, but you can't drink alcohol till twenty one? You can't buy tobacco till twenty one. You can serve your country at eighteen, but you can't drink until you're twenty one. You can't buy tobacco until you're twenty one. You know what? Just if we're gonna lower everything, lower everything to eighteen. Well, luckily, looking at the bill, they very specifically and very blatantly put into that bill stating that if you're age of eighteen, even if you can carry. Unless you have specific military qualifications, you cannot carry on school premises. And that's about half of the bill saying that. Well, the, and the, see, here's the weird thing with that is you can't buy a pistol <laughs> yeah, you can. or pistol ammunition until you're 821. No, you can buy it at, at private sale. You can buy it at 18. Uh, yeah, for private sale. I'm talking about walking into yeah. a gun store where they sell guns, not buying it from somebody, not straw purchasing it. 
and literally buying him because that's my brother's problem. My brother's in the military. We've talked about him before. And he was able to get a concealed permit at 18 because he was military, act, er, not active duty, but he was reserve at the time. And so he was able to go get a concealed carry permit, but he could not purchase a firearm. So what is he going to carry? From he a gun not, store. From a gun store. And he could not purchase ammunition. But, I, you know, from a gun store, yeah. But here's the thing. You know, if, if, if am I going to give him a firearm that I've had for a long time? No. If, if he wants me to give him a firearm, I'm going to go buy one, and then I'm going to give it to him. That's a straw purchase, according to our law right now. That's a straw purchase. And the law is so ambiguous. If you're going to allow concealed carry at 18, I was for, for the military. when I went, Before this even went through, before you told me about this grant, for the military, it should have been if you're military and you're 18, you should be able to buy a handgun. Not even all states and, allow military to carry. There's only, looking at the list, one, two, three... Or sure, about but, five that allow military personnel. But we're talking about Tennessee specifically. You should be able to buy a handgun and ammunition if you're 18 and you're in the military because you can carry it, right? So now we're going to say everybody that's 18 can carry a handgun when you're not even allowed to. You can't even go into a gun store in a gun range and shoot a pistol if you're not 21 years old or you don't have an accompanied uh, parent. Chloe knows that. I think that's coming next, though. What? Remember, the, remember our first date, yeah, we, went, we went, and you were not allowed to shoot a handgun because you weren't 21. Oh, yeah. I thought you said something else. I no. apologize. What's coming next after the passage of this, though, is they'll lower the age to buy a gun in a gun store because they'll realize, and the lobbyists will say, look, you've got all these 18-year-olds who can carry a weapon. They're buying it. You know, they're having their relatives buy it, so why not can't yeah. they come to my store You're encouraging it? straw purchases. Yeah, so they're going to have to lower it. I, I, this is really backwards. Like, why don't we go the other way? Now, something else that really surprises me is the fact that I can say pretty confidently that it's going to pass both in the House and the Senate. The Republicans hold the majority in both the House and Senate in Tennessee, and then along with the fact we have a Republican yeah, but governor, here, that, I mean, that's not always the case because you think a lot. Tennessee's legislature is good, in my opinion, because they're not just flat-out partisan. They do have, you know— little shining moments of, yeah, we're all going to do this because we're Republicans. But they they typically get to, de- they really, I, I like the legislature because they don't pass everything just because it aligns with the national viewpoint. And I wonder if this will pass. I, I really, honestly, I'm on the negative side of it because I'm like, you know, and yeah, if I was 18 or I was 17, about to be 18, and I heard this coming down the pipe, I'd be like, heck yeah. I want that because I really wanted to carry a gun when I was 18. I was carrying around a freaking knife when I was 18 because I could. And that was my cool cool thing. As soon as I graduated to being able to carry a handgun, I was like, I don't even carry a knife anymore. I just carry a handgun all the time. But Because there's nothing like opening a box with a 9 mil. Yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing is, is I can say once again confidently that it's probably going to pass because it's already on. So it meets for the Senate this week, the 6th. Is it out of committee already? It's already out. It's on the third passing for both. So we're waiting on the third consideration. Okay. So it meets in the Senate the 6th of this week. So that's going to be... And it's past the House? Uh, that's next week. Okay. I was watching it today. It was on third consideration today, but the representative in charge of it pushed it off to next week. And now the reasons behind that, there's no telling. But Yeah, I don't know. I really... Yeah, but, I okay. mean, it's passed... First I'm, consideration, second consideration, House and Senate. 
and all the other committees. It's passed all the way up. I'm all for, you know, the way I, the next point in moving forward in gun rights, in my opinion, is making a concealed carry permit a national, nationally recognized piece of paper, piece of plastic, where I can go from Tennessee to any state in the union and I have a concealed carry permit and that means I can carry just like a driver's license. Okay. Now I understand there are national, well, they're not national standards for driver's tests, but they're all very similar. That would have to happen. We would all have to come to agreement, all these other states, and say, look, yeah, we need some sort of national curriculum. I really believe that Tennessee put a damper on that when they did the whole, you know, open concealed carry, everybody can concealed carry thing. And I wouldn't say that because almost, I mean, now there's, they still have the, the licensure. I know they have the enhanced license. Well, and they've talked the about, they've talked about, giving extra privileges to those who care have an actual permit and went through the class, right? Is that still a thing? That's still a thing. Okay. Because I like that idea because that, you know, if, I, if someone who has the permit, let them carry in gun-free zones. Let them carry in on school property. Let them do those things because they went out of the way and got trained a little bit to know how to use their firearm, and they, they're certified to, that they know how to use that. So there's actually 24 states that allow permitless carry. Mm-hmm. So Kansas is one of them. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm not gonna sit down and read the list, but I just know because I'm from there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about this, Chris? Um, I, you know, here's the deal. I, I look at. I know your brother, um, Eli, was on our show, and our listeners have heard him. He's a very mature young man. That in when he was 18, did he did he join the military at 18? Yep. If you can potentially die for the country, if you can dedicate your life and sign on the line for a country. Um, I think a lot of things should open up to you at 18 years old. Number one, I think you should now be able to buy a beer because you'll need it when you're dealing with the government. But um, <laughs> I, I think that, yes, I think that, you know, that age, um, because that's the legal age that we've set for everything, right? That's the legal age you're considering an adult. So you should either be an adult at 18 and all these things open to you or an adult at 21 and all the things yeah, open I agree. to you then. It should be simple but, um, like that. But having to go back and forth is really kind of questioning you know, when, when are you an adult and when are you not? So do I think that, you know, 18 is a good age? I, I don't know. I know a lot of 18 year olds who are mature enough. Grant, I would feel comfortable uh, with him carrying a firearm. Mm -hmm. I, I know him. He's, you guys hear him on the show. Sometimes he's squirrely and, you know, we talk about crazy stuff, but at the end, he's a mature young man. I would trust that he would make the decisions needed. However, I think that if, if we're going to keep it 18 to, to be considered an adult to carry a firearm, it should come with, a license, a card, and it, that card should mean that you have went through a class that taught you important things like where you shouldn't carry it, where you can carry it, and more importantly, how to use it properly in defense of yourself mm -hmm. so that you don't get yourself in a world of trouble. I think a class would be really important because I think of the classes now, the in-person classes, and it's you go, you sit through maybe a PowerPoint and a little bit of demonstration, then you go get... In Tennessee, it's 50 rounds, and if you get 10 of them on paper, well, there you go. Really? Yeah. You get 50 shots if you get 10 of them on the silhouette on the paper. 20% accuracy. That's what it takes. Wow. But see, when I did my class, I though, got 49. It was less about <laughs> shooting. I mean, because the reality is if you're if you're pulling your pistol in self-defense, you're, you're not going to aim you're for in accuracy. Close, yeah. You're in close yeah. range more than likely, right? Because you're not going to shoot somebody across the park. You shouldn't. And if you think you can, <laughs> you should be the one taking the class. But um, so it's not about accuracy more so than knowing 
what is appropriate in defense of yourself and a third party, right? You should know what to do. Those things were taught in my class. We spent more time on in, in you know in class talking about that than we did even shooting. That is an important part of this whole gun thing that's being lost because you can go out and say, well, it would be like the Oprah show. You get a gun and you get a gun and you get a gun. Any tool, if you're not giving the instructions and shown how to use that tool, that tool is absolutely ineffective. And I can see the appeal of the original idea between, you know, the, the just permitless carry, right? You know, you've heard a lot about, uh, you know, folks that are in bad situations, you know, if it's an abusive uh, spouse or something like that, and they just need to have one with them, you know? They, but they should be shown, I mean, yes. I agree you, with you, but you, I, I can see the I can see the motivation. And, sure. I, and, you know, it's really, it's a tough spot for me because, you know, the Constitution says, you know, a well-regulated militia, comma, being necessary for the security of a free state, comma, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. But uh, what is a militia? A militia is a group of people, right, who are armed, who will step up to the plate to defend your state or your country, right? Do you think all these people that are 18 that go out and get pistols when they're called and said, you know what, Russia's invading Tennessee, step up and help? You think they're going to step up and help? Look at Ukraine. That's not a militia. I was about to say a lot of people's appeal to this is looking at Ukraine. Because I mean, and what Ukraine's doing? Ukraine lifted the requirement for gun licenses. I think like you know a week into the war. I and would hope that Americans would do that, but we're you know it's different. I think cultures. they will. I mean, because yeah, we've got a lot of Americans that really could care less about our country. But I think when it, we have a history in the United States of uniting when we're under attack. You it's know. been a long time, though, since we've been united, 9/11. so it's it's going to be a very difficult... Yeah, you're right. I think 9-11 was the last time I September saw anybody... September 12th. Okay, maybe that's, September 12th. That's the day that, like, I think everybody... I was only four, so I can't say, but just from everything that I've seen and researched, like, there's a lot of posts on 9-11 that come out and say, yeah, like, you know, um, the United States was to, like was pulled together during during 9-11, but we want to be the United States that was there 9-12. Yeah. That's like rebuilding and connecting and together. But the but the point is we haven't been united in a long time. We need practice. I mean, we talk about on the show how everybody is mad at each other mm-hmm. and we've drawn political lines, we've, we've drawn ideological lines, we've drawn religious lines. We have not lived in a united states in a very long time. And if Russia comes over and knocks at the door and says, this is it, this is our land— it's not like everybody's going to immediately remember how to be united, right? I mean, to 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 you know lay down you arms know, I, for your neighbor that you hated yesterday, it will be very difficult. And I hate to say that, but well, I think I mean, it will be very difficult for Americans. To I do. think a lot of the you know the prepper types that are prepared for this kind of thing, shoot, they're not going to go fight. They're going to stay in their place and oh, say, they're going to shelter with their family, defend their family. That's the thing. Uh, America has become less about America and being proud about being American. It's been it's become my family's here, and I'm going to protect them. At yeah. least that's for me. That's my priority. I, you know, something happens like that, I know exactly where I'm going, and that's where I'm staying until it's safe to venture out and because we, I have a priority, and I'm tech, and I'm. What are you all laughing at? Oh, nothing. Something happened in okay. the studio, see, and I'm not even going to say it on the air. See, no. something I see a lot that surprises me so much is people getting offended with immigrants coming into our country, and the fact that I can say. of the time an immigrant comes into our country and is more American than actual Americans because they come in and they're proud to be here because they worked so hard to be here. 
it's almost entitlement. Like, I'm born in America, so I'm an American, and I'm better than you. Or Speak that deal. you're born in America and you hate it. Yeah. You wish, you wish death upon it. Yeah. Speaking about American culture, I want to bring this up because we're going to segue into our pop culture segment, but I've been really fascinated over this Chris Rock and Will Smith situation. I, I didn't know about it. Like I saw all these memes <laughs> all on the, the internet memes about, that came up so quick. And I'm just like, what's going on? Then I finally saw a news article and went and watched it. And it was, you know, we could, gosh, we can talk a lot about that. But what's fascinating is all the conspiracy theorists that have come out mm. beforehand, like it was staged and it was put on. It has become such a, a popular topic right now. It's yeah. insane. And I guess Will Smith does have to cuss in his raps to sell records. It, you know? Yeah. it, But it touches a lot of things because he's... <laughs> he's I just spo- got that reference. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. I was just going to roll over it. He, uh, uh, he, you know, he's defending his wife, right? But he made an ass of himself at a on TV, live TV. And there's just a lot of ways we could look at that. And I hope, you know, Chloe wants to break it down and talk about that because... Um, Wow, how crazy. Like, you don't see that on live TV anymore. No. Um, and it was, I watched it live. So I was actually watching the Oscars. So you heard the muted part, though, So right? I heard the muted part. And I, when I say live, just, we don't have cable at our house. So we got, like, we did the free subscription of YouTube TV for, like, a Canceled day or whatever. Canceled the next day. <laughs> yeah. But, like. Just to so, watch the Oscars. So un-American. So from my perspective, live, just I'm watching. Just for watch- her to watch the Oscars. I was not watching it. <laughs> From my perspective, live, I'm watching it, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Chris Rock makes the joke, and we'll go over the situation here in a minute. Most of you know it, but Chris Rock makes the joke, and then, um, you know, Will Smith gets up, slaps him. Will Smith's walking off. It's it's still on Chris Rock, and then all of a sudden, it's just silent. And I'm like, okay, but I can see everybody's talking, and then it shoots back to Will Smith, and it's all silent. And so I thought that there was something wrong with my TV. But could you see his mouth mimicking what he said? Well, I wasn't paying said? attention okay. to that at that point because I was thinking there's something wrong with my TV. The stream's, you know, dead or whatever. And I was about to hit the back button to go back to the main menu, and then the word like you could hear Chris Rock start talking again. This station is currently experiencing technical yeah. difficulties. So then um, <laughs> later that night, after it was over, I like. Because I didn't really realize what was going on. Like, I could tell Will Smith was yelling or whatever. But I was like, okay. Because you didn't even hear the part where, where Chris Rock goes, dude, it's just a G.I. Jane joke. Like, they muted all of it. Yeah. Um, and so it was after it was over that I that I found the Australian version, which is obviously not censored. And I was like, wow, like, that's crazy. So to go over the situation, if you have lived under a rock for the last week and a half, um, and don't know what we're talking about. Uh, the Oscars was last weekend. I'm excited to talk about that in our next episode to talk about the movies. Uh, but unfortunately, this event took over the entire award show. It and, really pulled the steam oh, out of the show. Yeah, it did. I think it put it back in it. Well, I lots did, of viewers. I do, I do think. I, <laughs> you know? I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But right. the situation was that Chris Rock got up and he um, was presenting uh, an award, I believe, for I don't remember what award it was, to be honest. Um, but he was up there. He had made a joke about another uh, celebrity couple that both the wife and husband were up for other Academy Awards and made a sexual joke towards them about how if he, because his wife had already lost the award, and that if he had won, that he that nobody would win that night between the two of them. And to clarify, too, 
we have to keep in mind, mm-hmm. Chris Rock is a comedian. Yes. And so when you bring a comedian to host an event, you're going to expect comedy. I know yes. this wasn't a roast, no. but that's what comedians do when yeah. they host these things is many roasts. Yeah. So yeah. You, you've got to expect something would be said. So then, and this is just going to be a generalized, and then we're going to go into, into the analysis of my analysis of it. So then um, Will Smith and uh, Jaden Pinkett Smith are sitting up front up front because he's up for best uh, – uh, actor award that night, and uh, Jaden uh, Pinkett Smith is bald because she um, suffers from a condition that makes her head bald. She's not bald, bald though, right? She's she like, was before. Okay, no, she's she got some before. hair now. She's, I mean, like barely. She's yeah. still pretty much bald. Um, and Chris Rock looks down. He goes, uh, "Jada, can't wait to see GI Jane too. Uh, can't wait to see it." Is what he said, and. Uh, then all of a sudden you you cut to them and then it cuts back to Chris Rock. And he starts talking again. Now, can I inject? Wait, no, we're gonna do okay. the analysis right, in a okay, minute. Right, okay. So then that's when Will Smith gets up on the stage and walks up to him. Chris Rock is like, oh, like, you know, thinking that something funny is happening. And then Will Smith just I mean smacks Which him is in the face. Interesting too, because Will Smith is probably a better fighter than that. But anyway. Yeah. And then he walks back. And then he was like, Chris Rock says, uh, oh, man, you know, Will Smith just uh, smacked the crap out of me. He didn't say crap, though. Um, And then Will Smith from the audience uh, starts yelling, uh, get my wife's name out your effing mouth. And he's not mic'd, which is the interesting part of this. And then Chris Rock was like, dude, it's a G.I. Jane joke. Like, come on. And he goes, get my wife's effing name out of your effing mouth. And everybody, like, everybody's just silent at this point. And poor Lapita is sitting right behind Will Smith. And she's just yeah, sitting there not so knowing awkward. what to do. Like, she's she was just so sitting awkward, there, yeah. like, uh, wide-eyed, like, just freaking out. And then uh, Chris Rock just is kind of like, what, like, in his head looking like, what in the world happened? And that look of that that expression continues while the award is given out as he's walking backstage. Anytime they show him, he just looks in a dazed, confused date yeah he just got slapped yeah and yelled at by like a guy that he probably thought was his colleague so that's this that's the situation so here is my breakdown and we're going to go like section by section of this breakdown of this so first off he makes the joke um jada has this hair condition this condition that makes her hair fall out i can't remember the name of it sorry alopecia alopecia sounds like a spaghetti or something. <laughs> <laughs> not making fun uh, of anyone that suffers from that. I'm not. Oh boy. So, oh, wait a minute. You're gonna get slapped here. Probably. If you say yeah, watch out. Like that. So, um, so she's a big advocate for it, but it's not like you know, it's not like she's it's owned on it. Phone. She's it's, owned it. Like yeah. she's been on television yeah. talking about her and condition. And she said, like, I don't care what anybody says about this bald head. Well, obviously you do. Anyway, so um, he makes the joke. It cuts back to Will and Jada. And Jada looks very unhappy. Yeah. Fun fact, Will Smith is laughing at this point at mm-hmm. the joke. Yep, yep. I remember seeing he that. He is laughing. So then, and then you slowly see him turn to her, and then it comes back to Chris Rock. So you don't see Will Smith anymore. And so Chris Rock starts talking again. That's when Will gets up on the stage. Will slaps him. And when he's walking back, this is the part that nobody else has really pointed out, and I pointed this out from the beginning. He like struts back. He like struts back to his seat 
and he like it has this big grin on his face and it's not like a huh, I just I just like hit a guy or punched a guy it is a like it is a like you know huh like cool yeah but it's not it doesn't sound like he's like gonna yell at somebody like it's that's not the expression that I saw so he like struts and it's like a cool suave guy strut with a smile on his face now to me that's not a person that's about to like start screaming and cussing at somebody but that's just me so then he sits back down and then Chris Rock's like wow I just got the you know blank hit out of me and then Will Smith says the keep my wife's name out of your mouth and we're pretty much back where we are the biggest debate about this is whether it was staged or not is the biggest debate uh at first I was like yeah it is um but then and then people were also saying that Chris Rock leaned forward when Will went up there, that you would start backing off if somebody went up there. Um, he didn't know he was going to get slapped. Yeah, that's though. what I was thinking. I don't think he was well, like, you know, yeah, expecting you to slap him. But here's the, the thing. You see a dude walking up to you, and he's about to slap you. You don't know that. You don't know he's about to slap you. And, and it's an award show. That I is mean, true. But the point I was going to bring up is that Chris Rock actually – um, cause people are like, oh, well he leaned forward when he got up there, you know, like right in front of him. I don't know what you're going to do if you're two feet from me and you literally just walked up to the stage to me. So I would assume that you're going to hurt, you're going to hurt me. Like, I'm just going to be honest. If it was me and somebody just got up and walked straight up to me and was standing right in front of me, like two feet from me, I'd be very concerned because he's not turning to the audience. He's at me. And so the thing I want to bring up is that Chris Rock uh, an interview from a couple years ago that just came out. Um, I can't, and I hate that I can't find it now, but he actually has um, a, I don't want to call it a condition, but it is the basically the brother of Asperger's. So a lot of the same qualities that you have in people that have Asperger's. So he actually has what's called nonverbal learning disorder, which is what, like I called it, the brother of Asperger's. So a lot of, because Asperger's is more it's on the autism mainstream. Spectrum. Yes, but the actual, like, um, the way that he handles situations socially and things are very similar to Asperger's. That's the reason I'm bringing it up. Um, and so the reason I say that is because a lot of people are like, oh, well, he leaned forward. Um, if you don't know what to do socially because your, your brain's not telling you what to do, like, you're not going to react like everybody else is you know like you're he had his hands behind his back because he was presenting and he was probably leaning back and forth on his feet and not knowing what to do so that's my defense of, against people going well he leaned in and it could it. have it also like, been that he was trying to hear what he's going to say yeah yeah you know like he was trying to communicate with him yeah I, that, that's possible i could see so, that um but yeah the it just i think it was real just because will smith was not mic'd up if it was not real then he wouldn't have been um, the police were involved after the incident. They tried to, according to a producer, they tried to escort Will Smith out af at that commercial break after that incident. But Chris Rock told them not to because he thought that he was going to win the Oscar, which ultimately he did. And he didn't want that mo that one moment to, to ruin that moment for Will um, and what his film represented or whatever. Um, and then later on they asked Chris Rock if they wanted to press charges and he said no. Um, but now I think, I think I saw something that yeah, he's gone I back and wants to now. now yeah. Um, and then he, um, Will Smith, um, decided to resign from the Academy 
himself instead of the academy resigning him and then he they are taking a vote i think on april 14th was the date uh to whether or not he gets to keep his oscar or not the one he won literally 30 minutes later oh wow yeah and a lot of celebrities are not very happy with him just because first off it's will smith like will smith has always been a very big like positive guy like uh you know I'm happy in my life and I'm going to live my life the way I want to, but I'm happy with it. And he tries to make other people's lives happy through the charities and stuff that he does and all of that. And, you know, for you to go up and slap somebody in front of millions of people, somebody who is probably a colleague, because like, I feel like not all celebrities know each other, but you know, they're actors. They've worked together before. Yeah, haven't that's why I, I, I'm pretty sure they have. And so it's just like, I would have been fine if he would have just yelled. Like, that's fine. Yell. People have yelled during award shows before. Like, yell. But there was no point in you going up there and slapping him. And then the thing that made me really mad is that 30 minutes later, he wins his Academy Award, which we will talk about in the next episode, about how I I think it should have gone to somebody else, but that's just me. Um, But he, you know, he gets up there and he's crying about being, you know, uh, you know, such a protective great, of his family Im- impact and da, da 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 and all this stuff. I'm sorry, but here's my thing. If you, <laughs> and I don't care that he and Jada have an open relationship that has nothing to do with defending your wife or not, because like my parents are divorced. And I know if I was somewhere with my mom and dad, that if something happened to my mom and my dad was staying there, like he would like do something about it obviously like so that whole thing of like why are you defending her because you guys aren't even in a like a full relationship that doesn't apply to my thoughts on it but why can't jada stand up and be like hey shut up well you know honestly looking back on it i think it would have been far more impactful if both him and jada would have just sat there and discussed i mean that would have gotten way more you know screen time Mm-hmm. With their camera cut, if that was the case, yeah. and the and you don't you don't think that the freaking the producers were aware of this joke because they had a camera ready when the joke was said, they were right there on them. You know, this was known; it was going to happen. As far as the joke, I don't know about the rest of it because now that if we're, they're talking about charging Will Smith with with assault or something, battery, you know, yeah, it, it's crazy. You know, it, it's it's also crazy that Will Smith was laughing at first, and I'm guessing he turned and saw Jada Smith and. That changed his tone. It and, could have been an angry oh, laugh. I also forgot. Oh no, it was a funny laugh. Yeah, it, lo- you it looked tell. funny because he tell. grabbed his like chest and stomach like when you're laughing at something funny. Also, there was another angle that came out a couple nights later of somebody recording that night behind Jada, and when he slaps Chris Rock, Jada is laughing. Mm. She is seen laughing, which is totally wrong to me. Because I'm sorry, not saying Jess would do this, but just in a hypothetical, if you did that, you would not let me. <laughs> no, but if you did that, I would be so I'd be dragging yeah. your butt off that stage. Yeah. I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Now, here's the other thing. She would. Here's the other thing that has happened due to this incident. Celebrities are using this incident for themselves, per usual. Um, I have to say, the jokes this year at the Oscars, and we're going to get kind of off topic from the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. The um, the jokes this year, um, Wanda Sykes was hilarious. She's always hilarious. She's one of the funniest old-time comedians, female comedians. Uh, Amy Schumer, 
Yeah. Oh, I, just, I cannot stand her. I gag her. at her name. I cannot stand her. Speaking of female comedians, we have tickets to see Tig Notaro. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I'm so excited about that. She's so funny. Um. So, but Amy Schumer. Why was she even there? She was a host. Oh, I'm That's glad why. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I know you were. Um, there was one joke that I saw that I did not agree with. Um, and it was a joke about seat fillers, which this joke has actually already been made. It's already been done at the Oscars a billion years ago. If you don't know, seat fillers are people during the commercial breaks when they kind of shoot back and give you a little glimpse of people standing up and talking to each other and stuff. They don't want the, if, if somebody goes to the restroom, they don't want it to look empty. So they, they grab people normally from, um, the academy program, so like college students who are in the academy program, and they'll go sit in the seats with celebrities, which is really cool for them. That like that's awesome. That's my dream right there. But anyway, so uh, Kristen, uh, excuse me, Amy Schumer is making a joke about uh, seat fillers, and she walks up to um, the Power of the Dog movie table because they're all at you know they're all together as their films. And Kristen Dunst is standing, sitting there. Now, if you don't know Kristen Dunst, she was in the first Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. She played MJ. Um, she That's what she pretty much became famous off of. Um, and she really hasn't been recognized for her work. She's done a ton more movies. Uh, but just she got stereotyped as, like, the damsel distressed in Spider-Man. So, Typecast. Yeah. And her and her husband, and I cannot remember her husband's name. He was in that film, but he's like the Matt Damon lookalike. Like, he looks just like Matt Damon. He was in the movie Game Night with Jason Bateman and uh, uh, Rachel McAdams. But anyway, um, they're sitting there, and Amy Schumer comes over, and she looks at Kristen, and she's like, I'm going to show you guys what a seat filler is. And she looks at Kristen, and she's like, here, uh, you know, you must be a seat filler. Get up. Get up. And so she makes, Kristen has this big red gown on, huge, makes her get up, get out of camera view, and she goes and sits down. And she's talking to Kristen Dunn's husband now. And she's like, oh, hey, sorry, I had to get that seat filler out of my seat. Kristen Dunn's is out of camera shot. And you can kind of like, when she was getting like moved over there, you could tell she was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? And her husband looked at Amy Schumer and goes, that's my wife that mm-hmm. was sitting there. And he's being, like, dead serious. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps going on with the joke. So, obviously, as well, there's a lot of sexual jokes that happen. There were a lot of, you know, um, jokes about uh, feminism, of course. I'm not saying feminism is wrong. There's just certain parts of it that I'm just, like, chill. Um, but there is a part that did not get to happen at the Academy Awards that was tweeted about a couple hours before this episode was actually made. And it was about a joke that Amy Schumer was not able to tell because they felt that it was too controversial. And she's upset about it because, you know, uh, Will Smith got to slap Chris Rock. Why can't I tell this joke? Was it a Trump joke? No. Are you ready? Okay. So this is uh, one of the jokes. Uh, One of the films that was nominated was called Don't Look Up. Had Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said one of the Oscar jokes she was not allowed to say, quote, Don't Look Up is the name of a movie, more like Don't Look Down the Barrel of Alec Baldwin's Shotgun, end quote. That was the joke she wanted to tell. Ooh. And then she said, quote, I wasn't allowed to say any of that, but you can just come up and slap someone, end quote. Okay. That wasn't planned. This <laughs> fired me up because I sat there and was like, uh. okay, 
Like, first off, that's not even a funny joke. It's not. Because, like, that's a family that just lost their wife and mom well, this is, and daughter. Remember, this is the woman that thought it was a good idea and a funny joke to post a picture of her holding the severed head of the sitting president of the United no, States. No, no, you're thinking of somebody else. That's no, that's not, Amy Schumer. No, it's not. It's not? No. That's Kathy something, right? Yes, Amy oh, Schumer's just okay. dumb. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry, Amy. They, Schumer, they're, the, they're all the same people in my mind. No, that's not the same person. But okay. yeah, and it just like, what kind of world do you think that that's an appropriate Kathy joke? Kathy Griffin, that was who that was. Like what? Like, I just, I wouldn't even, like, I just can't even, I couldn't even comprehend it when I read it today. I just couldn't. It's just not, it's just really out of taste. It's it's disgusting. You know, it, that's, that thing that's her joke pattern is, maybe it's just me that I, I don't like that kind of humor, but she makes a lot of like, disgusting jokes like yeah, humor that i, I don't want to listen to you know it's like yeah i don't know i agree so do y'all have anything else you want to talk about with the oscars well you mentioned situations? you mentioned the whole his hand was open or whatever like that and you thought he was better fighter or something like that what, what was the no i just when i think of will smith i think of all the the films he's been in and you know he's He's he works out. He's a you know he's a rough tough guy. He's been around a long time. Like mm. I thought he would have punched him. I mean yeah. I just don't see him as like a stage. Slapper. I kind of agreed on that too. I guess that open hand was kind of like his marriage. Maybe the last open minute when he's it, like I shouldn't when punch he wanted him. it to be closed. Oh my gosh. You know? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Sorry. I I had to steal that joke. I heard that Speaking on YouTube somewhere. Jokes. So. <laughs> oh man. So um to. <laughs> I mean that's all I have for this. Are you are you good with that? Are you guys good? You feel good about that? Feel or do good. you have anything else you want to talk about with that situation? situation? You know, I, I I think we covered it all. It's what do you a, what do you think will happen if he gets charged? I mean, how's that going to work? Is he going to lose his just, Oscar? Or? Oh, he'll lose his Oscar for sure. Yeah. They're going to have to do something. That's the reason why the Academy is like probably upset about it is that they have to make a stand about it and they have to like. Otherwise, you're going to have people doing this all the time. Yep. Well, that, okay, and another good point that I forgot about. So, um, anybody remember back in, like, I don't know, like 2008 or 2012 or something, when Taylor Swift won a MTV, her first MTV Music Award, and she was up against Beyonce, and Kanye West came up and was like, hey, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best music video albums ever made, and he totally ruined her whole moment. Yeah, he's not allowed to be at the VMAs anymore. Mm. And he just said something. And it's like, people are sitting there like, if that happened and he just said something, like. Yeah, this is so, I mean, out of, to me, it's almost out of character for Will Smith, to be honest with I you. That's what I thought in the beginning, I don't, too. It seems to me that he, he can take jokes. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he, he puts up with his wife having an open relationship. <laughs> so, I mean, how is it? I don't understand how it went from him laughing I think that he looked over at her and she had that look yeah. about her face saying, yep. uh, you're going to do something about this and yeah. he'll protect my family mode set in. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't know, man. Because and what about the joke? I mean, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of out of taste, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't anything worse than a, I've heard on any other yeah. roast no. from a comedian. I mean, no. so, you know, she's ex- she's been outward about her medical condition and she's been, you know, she's apparently been proud of what you know, her hair looks like. So is it open ground at that point? Is it kind of like the whole, you know, like with my brother, you know, nobody hits my brother except for me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, to uh, end this episode on a very, very calming note, uh, Chris, I have, I have a soundbite for you to play 
a few seconds of if you, you have do. it. Oh, I hope this does not just explode my headphones. I hope not either, but we'll find out. We can't play the whole thing, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll probably have to listen to an ad. Son of a biscuit. Are you tired of... Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the best week of the year. It is Masters Week. Tiger Woods is at Augusta National. Just hear this calming music of Did the Masters. Did you just Google calming music? No, this is the Masters theme, so you oh. can pause it now so we don't get in trouble. So, Perfect. wait a minute. There's a theme song to the Masters? Oh, I yeah. Didn't even know it's that. so cool. Oh, this is my this is one of my favorite weeks of the year, uh, right behind Vacation Bible School, even though I've never done one of those. <laughs> but, All right, you need to do that then, because I've done those before, but, and they are so much fun. But the Masters, oh, I, I just had to talk about it because it's golf. It's golf's biggest event of the year, and Tiger Woods is back, baby. He, is, he has not declared whether he's playing at the time of this recording. If he is, by the time that we post this this episode, I will make sure to update everybody on what's going on. Uh, so, because on Thursday, sorry, excuse me, on Wednesday, they will have the par three contest, which is normally father-son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Thursday through Sunday, that's when the tournament will be played. So everybody, literally today, I was watching coverage, and everybody is just looking at Tiger. Like, somebody made the statement of somebody could be out here playing naked and nobody would notice because everybody is literally looking at Tiger. And that is well, not an untrue statement. How bad his swing is going to be compared to when it was before. That is know? true. But, I mean, he's been walking. The only problem is Augusta is a very hilly golf course. And that's not good when you have a messed up lake and you have to walk it for yeah. four days. Can he get a golf cart? No, you cannot. Ever since he Dr. strange it, you know. You can in the senior tour, but you cannot during majors. So this is a major. You have four majors in the year. You have the Masters, you have the U.S. Open, the British Open, or the Open. They get mad if you call it the British Open. And then you have the uh, the PGA Championship are the four main ones that you have. Um, the Masters, you get to win in a green jacket, which is really cool. It's iconic. It's just very traditional. It's This year, I believe, is the 89th Masters tournament that they've ever had. So um, uh, one day I will get to go up Magnolia Lane. It is beautiful. This is the most manicured place on the planet, and it is probably to me the closest thing to heaven on earth uh, for me personally. So <laughs> <laughs> I just hope I get to go there one day. Jess and I did VR like Google Earth, and I got to like walk around yeah. it. So yeah. <laughs> that was fun, but still. Um, but yes, it is Masters <laughs> like Week. Nothing like the in-person experience. Um, for those of you who do know golfers, I know you guys don't, but I'm really hoping. Honestly, I really hope Justin Thomas gets his first Masters win. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, he's a couple years older than Jess and I, so that would be really cool. I do predict, I think, John Rahm, uh, who's a Spanish golfer, um, I think that he will win Spain. You know, for all of our Spanish-speaking <laughs> listeners, we appreciate you joining us. And for our Spanish-speaking listeners, we appreciate you as well. Yeah, there's only one Spanish-speaking person, and that's Chloe, and she barely has enough to have a conversation in Spanish. <laughs> oh, oh This is a love-hate relationship, yes, isn't it? it? We, we love each other a lot. Yes. I will also say, because we were talking about the Masters before you interrupted me. You... So- that was a warranted interruption. I just want to say that in our wedding vows, I said that I would always take care of him, except for on Master Sunday, because I'll be a little distracted. Yeah, so, so, Chris, I need you to come over every <laughs> uh, every night to come tuck me in. 
during Masters Week? You mean I said Master Sunday? Oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to be Sundays. busy watching golf. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, man. Interesting. <laughs> you can come over. Chris, you watch He's golf? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can watch it together. Oh, God. I can explain everything that's happening at the You time. have to, because I know nothing about if golf. If I come over, Jess would just show me all of this. I went. Did stuff. I tell exactly. you guys I went to Top Golf? Yeah, we need to do. We need to go. Yeah, I, it was not. No, I can help I, you. I, I, no. We need to go. No. That sounds yeah, like Yeah, double date. Okay. It was dangerous. Let's end the episode before we just have a whole conversation. Yeah, let's do that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this uh, excitingly long episode where we covered Russia and Ukraine, war crimes, and... Um, R slash yeah. place. And Will slapping a rock. Yeah. And, and Spanish. Spania. Spanish. Slapping a rock? Yeah. So, All right, then. join Wait, us what? next week as oh, we... Oh, Chris Rock. Oh, Chris Rock, yes. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> of Dwayne. Oh, joke. I was thinking of Dwayne. Oh, my Lord. Sorry. We're going downhill. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Tune in next week. We will have an entire episode dedicated to pop culture. Uh, if you want to send us an email, I'm Chris at stillloveyubro.com. Jess at stillloveyubro.com. Chloe at stillloveyubro.com. That's with a Y-A. And Jess's email is spelled J-E-S-S-E, in case you were wondering. Thank you, Chloe. Melanie. Well, thanks for joining us. Tune in next week. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be producering. Oh, why does, why does mine buzz? <laughs> <laughs>